Today's show is brought to you by Pingboard. Your employees are the heartbeat of your organization. Making sure they have the tools to be successful and feel a sense of belonging and connection has become so difficult in a remote and hybrid world. It's time for Pingboard, the employee experience suite built for growing organizations that put their people first. Build a culture of connection for your workforce even before a new hire's first day with an always up-to-date shareable org chart, automated onboarding, and communication tools. Foster community and engage your employees and leaders in a positive feedback loop of creating, measuring, and refining experiences through recognition, one-on-ones, and surveys. And everything happens in one place that employees truly love using, all while gathering actionable insights to move your business forward. Elevate your employee experience and visit pingboard.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. I have a really special guest today. Uh, Yupin is our actual head of people ops and Pingboard is a tool for people ops professionals. So we often say at Pingboard that we eat at our own restaurant, which just means that we use our own tool at Pingboard. And Yupin is the person like you who buys the tool to drive engagement. So um, Yupin, head of people ops at Pingboard, tell us about yourself. Well, hello there. Thanks for having me on. This is really great. It's really weird to hear yourself talk just by the way. You'll get used to it. You'll be great. You're doing great. It's really great to be on. To give you a little background, I have been in the HR slash people ops world for about 15 years in total. And one of the topics I'm really excited about and passionate about is onboarding. And now more than ever, remote onboarding is really key, right? Given everything that's been happening in the world these past couple of years. I mean, a pandemic will really throw a wrench into onboarding in general. But you and I were just talking before this, we found a couple stats like employees working remote has grown 44% in the last five years alone. And 20% of turnover happens in the first 45 days. Ouch. That's a high number. Yeah, that's not. That's not a really good no. number. So no. so this is a really important topic to talk about that mm-hmm. and why it's really important to do remote onboarding mm-hmm. right. Well, and you, I always love to say this. You don't want your employees bonding over bad onboarding. Right. Because that's an engagement hole that is really hard to dig people out of. When other people are like, I don't I don't know what to do. You also don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, this company stinks. Like, why are they doing this to us? Oh my gosh, at least I have you. I mean, that has actually happened to me before where you're feeling around in the dark for answers and you feel stupid no matter how tenured you are. If you feel like you don't have the right materials or the right training to figure out what you're even supposed to be working on, you start to question your ability and you get that imposter syndrome and that makes the person feel terrible, like they're not qualified for the job and that they picked the wrong company and that nobody cares about them and all these engagement issues. Exactly. When you bring somebody on, they're brand new to your company. They don't know anybody, anything, and they're relying on you or their manager to help them and guide them along the way, make them feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. feel welcomed. Those are all important. You have no idea what to expect your first day. Mm -hmm. Who do I talk to? Where do I go? If I have questions, who is it? So on and so forth. So that's a really uncomfortable feeling as a new hire coming mm-hmm. on board. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to get them engaged right from the start. You're coming in brand new, not knowing anybody. And especially just now that everybody's distributed or remote or we're talking over screens, it's really hard to feel like you're part of the group and it's really hard to break through and feel like you can make friends. So today we're going to talk about a few quick tips because I know onboarding is like one of the neglected parts of that HR and people ops umbrella. You work so hard to find good people and then recruit them and then set up all those interviews and then, oh my gosh, get the offer out the door. Oh my gosh, they accept it. Okay, on to the next rec. There's just so much going on, but onboarding ironically is like the most critical piece to getting everyone set up so that these people stay. 
So we're going to talk about no matter how busy you are, first of all, you should have some kind of onboarding process. I'm not going to say there's no excuse because you have a lot going on, but like really you, you, we have to talk about this. And these are some easy, quick things that you can do. And you have to do something. If you do nothing, then they feel like, well, did you really even need did me even or try? want me? Yeah, yeah do, exactly. Doing something is better than nothing. Yeah, and I get it. When you're fast growing and you're trying to fill a bunch of roles and get people hired and the managers are, you know, hey, I need to get this role filled right away, but mm-hmm. we've got to onboard them properly. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just not hiring people and throwing them to the wolves, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about pre-boarding. Ah, uh, yes, pre-boarding. Everyone thinks that's like, <laughs> we don't have time for pre-boarding. We barely have time for onboarding. But listen, actually, this stuff is really simple. Okay. It is very simple. So one of the things I like doing is to send that newly offered person a welcome email, right? And let them know kind of the things like, we're so excited you're here. We're glad you're going to be joining our team. And in that email contain things that they need to know, such as, you're going to be meeting with so-and-so this first day. You could add like, here is a gift card to your stipend for your home office. Go get that set up before you start. Here's 250 bucks. Here's 500 bucks. Do not give a $50 stipend. That's going to make people <laughs> really sad. But yeah, in that email, I mean, that, that should contain things like if you set up their software or hardware needs, like, hey, every, you know, the company supplies a laptop. And in addition, we supply XYZ or whatever that needs to look like. Let mm-hmm. them know that what they're going to be getting. Let them know that they're going to be getting something in the mail. Like if you send swag or a welcome kit or a box, let them know that that's coming, right? Or, you know, get the details from them. I and think there's lots really- of, there's lots of companies that can do that for you. You don't have to be the person putting together boxes. We could Google it, but like there are welcome kit companies who can do your employee swag kit, but send something. Right. Gosh, I can't tell you how cool it is to come and knowing that I got a ping board shirt or I got Swag is not dead. It is not dead. People love swag. People like it. And, you know, notebooks, you name it. You feel connected to the company. Yeah, absolutely. So swag is really cool. It's easy. It's a click of a button. Here's the person's name, address, go. They fill out the information Mm -hmm. and their personal details and done. It's Mm -hmm. it's just a quick and easy thing. And what we do at Pingboard, remember, we use our own tool. We hyperlink to the org chart. You can say something in that welcome email like, hey, just to familiarize yourself, you can click this link and take a look and figure out the different departments we have. And you can click on employee profiles and learn more about who you're working with so that you're not just jumping in cold. Not everybody needs or wants that, but most people would appreciate, hey, just familiarize yourself before you start so you don't feel like you don't know anybody. And you can find the cute stuff like, oh, you had a great Dane or you keep chickens and one of them's named Millie. And so when you meet these people in your first couple of weeks, you're like, oh, I read about your chickens and pingboard. It's just a fun way to make the, the being new part less anxious and a little bit more fun. It's so great because you can see who's who. You can play those little who's who games that we mm-hmm. have. You set up your profile, and the next thing you know, you have commonalities, common interest with another coworker that you didn't even realize. Like, oh my gosh, we listen to the same music. Totally. Or you play the drums. I play the drums. Yeah. Or, you know, you have chickens as a pet. I have chickens as a pet, right? Tell and me you your are- company's based in Austin without telling me your company's based in Austin. A lot of people at our company have chickens. So a link to the org chart, super easy, right? And most of this is just copy paste. Be really careful when you copy paste your email because sometimes the formatting gets messed up and a candidate can tell. It's just like when you copy paste your job um, descriptions on LinkedIn and it's poorly formatted. Just 
take the extra care to make sure you plugged in the right name, you plugged in the right start date. This has happened to me too, where I get a, a welcome email, but it's got someone else's name in it. And they're like, oops, sorry, here you go, Christy. I'm like, oh man, you must be busy. This place must be a little chaotic. And that's not the impression you want to give off. Yes. And you really want to personalize it because you may have this email templated, of course, but yeah, do take the time to pay attention to those details. The other tip I think is really helpful is to let them know what to expect their first day, their first week. So for example, we like to send an agenda attached to this welcome email at Pingboard. And it lets them know that this is when you're going to be meeting with your supervisor. This is what you're going to be doing your first day. There's going to be a breakfast or a team lunch or whatever that may look like. And then all the trainings that they're going to be scheduled, you know, send those things, send those calendar invites out. Those are really helpful to let them know. So Mm -hmm. people, yeah, you don't, you don't, everyone fears the unknown. That's human nature. You want to know what the plan is, no matter what kind of chaos Muppet you might be. It still feels Mm -hmm. good to know what to expect. You don't want to go into something not knowing. Right. The other thing, in addition to setting them agenda, is if you have a company welcome card or anything like that, people can sign virtually. Like, we're so glad you're here. People Mm -hmm. draw things, write things, Mm -hmm. special notes. That's really helpful. There's a bunch of other Yeah, what do we use? It's called We Got You. Yes, we use We Got You. We Got You.com. It's like, we got you a card. We got you a card. It's super fun because it allows everybody on the team to draw something unique or they write their messages. I actually saved mine when I joined Mm -hmm. Pingboard and I thought that was so cool. People Mm -hmm. took the time to draw me a message or a (laughs) fun little caricature or type me a message that they're so glad that I'm going to be joining the team. That made an impression on me because they took the time to do that and they didn't have to. And I thought that was really great. So it really confirmed that I made a right decision. Totally. Love it. So that's some stuff for pre-boarding. It's not that hard. It's really about your process and creating a repeatable process and a checklist and just getting something in place that you can rinse, repeat without obviously rinse, repeating. But those things weren't that hard. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Now, once you've got that pre-boarding step complete, now you're ready for the actual onboarding, Mm -hmm. right? So the first day occurs... And what do you want to do? You want to follow the agenda, right? Make sure that they know exactly what time they needed to be on, when the manager's to connect with them. I think it's a really great start when the manager is there with them as you, hey, we're so glad you're here. We're going to have you start at eight, nine, whatever time that may be, right? Be there, be present. Don't be distracted. Be intentional with that new hire. I think that's really important. Yeah. And you know what I had at one company, which I loved, they had me start on a Friday or maybe a Thursday. So I had, you know, that awkward first day, no matter what you do, the person's going to feel a little out of their comfort zone. Starting them on a Friday gives them the weekend to process. And then they sort of hit the ground running even more comfortable on a Monday. Who wouldn't want to start on a Friday and go right into the weekend and then tell all their neighbors and friends over a drink like, oh, I just started this company. I started on a Friday. That was easy. What else? Um, Well, pick a diverse group of people from across the company. Get one person from development, one person from marketing, one person from sales, et cetera, et cetera. And give everyone a Grubhub gift card and then block off a time for like an hour and have all those people remote in for a meeting remote in is that a term and everyone eats lunch so they can still you can still have a welcome lunch you're just in different cities and you know it's so nice to have food it is meals and food brings you together yeah so why not do this with a new hire with other people on the team that you're trying to get to know and it's just kind of a very casual conversation so yes just as christy said get a grubhub doordash uber eats whatever that's out there Send those out to your people. It doesn't have to be cost a whole lot of money, no. um, but just set aside a budget for that. And, you know, if it's only can be three of you that can be on the call with the new hire, so be it. Mm-hmm. If it can be 10 of you, 
even better, right? It gives an opportunity to get to know that new hire and they, they get to know them. So super fun thing to do. And in addition to like meeting key people, it's also important to meet key teams within your organization, right? Who do I go to for this? Who do I go to for that? Who runs my payroll? When do I get paid? That's where Pingboard comes in handy too. This podcast is brought to you by Pingboard. What's really lovely about our tool is it's a great data source that anybody can manipulate for however their brain works. Having context and a, a tool to go to that's so full of information to help them make decisions and figure out who's who and who does what. Pingboard can be filtered by department. You can filter by groups. That is so invaluable in just figuring out what the heck is going on. So shameless plug for Pingboard. Uh, the, the other tips are, you know, look at your culture in terms of what training, right? You know, are there some training initiatives that need to take place with this new hire? It could be one of those compliance type trainings. It could be safety trainings, anti-harassment trainings, you name it. Whatever that needs to look like, build that into their agenda, you know, it doesn't have to be done in their first week. It could be done in the next month or two months, whatever that needs to look like. It gives them purpose. Not only do they need to know all the need to know company policies and those type of things, right? Things that aren't so exciting, but it's really important to get them acclimated to all the things that they need to be yeah. aware of. Yep. Have you heard of the win-lose conversation with the manager? So you sit down with your manager or a key people on the team that you'll be working with. And right off the bat, you have a, how do you win with me? How do you lose with me conversation? So for example, you know, the manager would go first and say, you win with me by sharing that you feel like you're lost or having a failure or a project's not going well immediately, you know, fail fast and fail hard and tell me so I can help you. I remember my example I always give is you win with me by being kind. I don't do negativity. I don't like it. And you lose with me by being late to meetings without telling everyone what's up. You got to respect everyone's time. So, you know, and those answers can be anything. And you only know what people tell you about how to work best with them. So I think it's really good for everyone on the team and to post these somewhere. Like, what's your win with me? What's your lose with me statement so that people know what to expect when they work with you and how to work best with you. Yeah, exactly. Depending on your organization, there could be personality assessments, Mm -hmm. right? I think the website 16personalities.com, they do such a great job. It's free. And it's just like the quick rundown of how this person works best, how they tend to respond to stress. In Pingboard, we have a custom field that says, what's your Myers-Briggs? And you can put in, I'm an ENFP. What are you? I'm an ENFP. Are we really the same? No, I lied. (laughs) You're an ENTJ. I am an ESFJ. Okay. We're similar enough. We're both extroverts. That's why this works so great. It sounded Um, good. I wanted to be just like you. (laughs) So um, what's what's really nice though, is you can read that and then go onto the 16 personalities and and filter by that personality. And I, people, not everyone wants to be put in a box, but I do think personality assessments like that, especially a free one are nothing but helpful, especially to a manager, Mm -hmm. how best they can speak with this new hire and what are the things that are important to this person. That's going to really be a great foundation to build off. It's that's the first step I think is really getting to know how, what makes you excited. And and then what are the things that kind of like, yeah, these are kind of annoyances that kind of bug me, you know, kind of thing. And even like just strengths and weaknesses. I was saying this to you before we recorded, you wouldn't want me in a position of ops and going in deep into data, like deep, 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 figuring out where processes are broken in the, the marketing funnel. But you do want me making videos and creating content. And you know, that's where my strengths are. So those assessments help us see like what kind of projects should we be working on? You know, you can be on the dev team or a team and just knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at helps you have more fulfillment in your conversations with your manager about where to plug you in. It does nothing but help. I think to do. Exactly. It definitely does help. Okay. So once 
you have this new hire ready to go. They're in processing, they're learning their new role. They're learning about the company and all the, the resources groups, the culture, all of that. Right. But you don't want to forget about them. Like, it's not like, okay, here you go. You got everything you need and we're done. No, it does not end there. Okay. Those of you who've been doing uh, HR people ops for a while know this, uh, but it's a really important tip to remember to check in at the end of onboarding week or day, however long your onboarding process is answer those unanswered questions because as the week the days progress they're gonna have questions you hear the term drinking from a fire hose Mm -hmm. effect i don't like that because we hear it all the time Mm -hmm. i like to say do the watering can effect because think about the watering can it's trickling water out slowly because you want that new hire to absorb information Mm -hmm. little bits at a time not douse them and drown them and then Mm -hmm. they can't remember what what was it that you just told me i forgot Mm -hmm. everything that's what happens with a new hire we throw out so much information they forget a lot of that i'm sure there's some statistic out there about studying and learning and remembering Mm -hmm. and you only remember so much which is why you should also schedule breaks for them. Like, give, tell them to take lunch. Give them permission because they actually are probably really eager to please and they don't know the culture yet. So they're like, can I walk my dog? Is that okay? Is someone going to try to contact me? Pre-book their calendar. Be like, you have breaks scheduled. Take them. Yes, take them. We have a very flexible environment here at Pingboard, which is what I love. And then we we iterate that in our onboarding when we're going through, like, you know, the handbook and the process and things like that. I mean, we I've actually had employees tell me, like, do we really get to, like, if I need to go on break, I can take a break? And like, yeah, 100%. No questions asked. You don't need approval. for. And it's like, wow, that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to let people know that, even if whether that's your policy or not. But build those in so they have a chance to absorb and soak in that information. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of your onboarding first week or whatever that may be is check in with them to make sure they don't have any questions, right? And they know who to go to, where to find the resources you just shared with them. Mm-hmm. And then follow up with a survey. I think it's really important if they don't tell you there directly, you know, on a phone call or a video conference, when you're checking in, follow up with a simple little, you can do this over a Google document or use your own tool, like in Pingboard, shameless plug here, (laughs) we have our own little survey, built-in survey. So we use that to survey our new hires and just kind of give a sense like, how did it go? Yeah, what kind of questions do you ask in that survey? Do you have all the tools that you need to be successful? Are you familiar with your expectations of your role, you know, the position you were hired for. Has a manager discussed that with you, walked you through those types of things? Mm-hmm. Are there still resources that you don't have? Just um, any kind of open-ended questions. Yeah, any too, open-ended like, questions. Like, well, this isn't an open-ended question, but like, did you feel like you had enough time for onboarding? Yeah. Was it too fast? Yeah. Was it too slow? I mean, it's really important because they may feel like, oh, we were rushed. You know, that's good feedback because then, you know, like you need to slow it down or break it up. For example, here at Pingboard, our onboarding, we don't do all of the onboarding in one day, Mm -hmm. right? We spread it out over the week. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, this day is going to be about policies and need to knows, right? The the things that you have to do. And then the next day, there's a little small segment. And then we talk about payday and benefits. The most fun thing people want to know, like, yes, when do I get paid? Yeah, that's the most important thing. So those are the kinds of conversations we just reiterate when we ask these questions in the surveys. The other question we'd like to ask is, you know, what was their recruiting experience like, their interviewing experience? Because that's it's just fresh. fresh off mm-hmm. of, that's feedback for your recruitment team, because that flows right into your onboarding, right? It's, it's an inside window to, oh, my interview process went really well. So I feel like it's probably going to do really well here on my onboarding. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of giving you a little window into what the company is going to be like for that new hire. That's why it's important for your surveys to not be something to just check off and say you did. You really have to be present and analyze those responses. 
this is your Swiss army knife to fix what's mm-hmm. wrong with onboarding or how to make it better and make your company a great place to work. You have to pay attention to the answers. Exactly. And that's why I always ask, is there anything that we're not doing in the onboarding process now that you think would be helpful or useful to the next hire? I ask those questions because they'll have some really great ideas. So don't you also survey much later? Yes, absolutely. I like to schedule those future check-ins because I think continuous feedback is important with the new hire. It doesn't just stop at your first week or first month. Check in with them 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, whatever that looks like for your culture in your organization, set that up. I feel like the six month survey is probably gold. You might think that's overkill, like six months, they're, they're fully cooking with gas. Well, yeah, of course. And they know better than anyone in the rear view, how they had to fight and scramble to get to where they are to feel up to speed. So that's one of your best surveys you can send six months is like, now that you've really been functioning in your role, what was missing from onboarding. Right, exactly. Six months, they're going to have a lot more to tell you, Mm -hmm. a lot more information. So that eagerness too, I will say a good way to end cap onboarding and make it feel like it's over and the, the employee has transitioned is to have the manager give recognition, public recognition in, in Pingboard. We have a tool called applause and you can say something like, okay, you've been did an excellent job during onboarding. She even said on customer calls last week, we're so glad you're here. I can't wait for everyone to see the impact you're going to make. Everyone likes to feel like the work they do matters and that they're doing a good job. So even the introverts would appreciate, oh, my manager thinks I'm doing well you know, because the managers might be busy and you're remote possibly or distributed. So can't read body language. So some kind of peer recognition tool, Pingboard can do this for you, but it makes the person feel like they did a good job. Onboarding is over and it's time for the real work to begin. Exactly. Onboarding is as easy or as hard as you make it, but it's all about effort. You have to at least give the effort. Put in the effort and the time and it'll be worth it. Yeah. You've been, this was such a good episode. It was so fun. Yes. This is really great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right. You've been, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. So we just shared a lot of tips and tricks for how Pingboard can help you give a much better employee experience, especially with regard to your onboarding process. And if you want to give it a shot, just go to pingboard.com and sign up for a free trial. We'll get you out of the work weeds and help you give a much better new hire experience in a way that also is a little bit automated and helps you to do more with your time and your resources and your energy. And we'll make all your new hires feel like they made a really great decision by joining your company. So visit pingboard.com to learn more. I'll see you on the next episode.